indulge me for one second. Indulge me for maybe 30 seconds here, folks. I've almost been married 26 years. My wife's amazing. She is healthy, watches what she eats. She's like within 10 or 15 pounds of her weight when she was 19 years old. How much she weighed when we, uh, you know, her weight when we got married. But she's a cruel woman. She made me milanesa for lunch, uh, chicken fried steak with tortillas. And then she takes her mother for a mother and daughter lunch and brings me back a whole bunch of pasta and bread. How the hell am I ever going to lose weight with this woman? And I love her for it. But here's the point. I'm in a total food comatose. And my wife's encouraging me, mi amor, baby, you work so hard. Just take the evening off. How can I take the evening off? After you watch this episode, this is one of the singularly strangest news days ever. So I'm jumping on this last minute live. Sorry, I don't have the chat going to share this news with you. There's no way I could let my wife's attempt to food comatose me stop me from reporting on folks. Just at the end of this episode, you're going to go, James, you're right. This is one hell of a wacky, weird news day with some, 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 let me just get into it, folks. Let me just get into it. First of all, we now have an answer to the question when Joe Biden is going to go visit the site of the train derailment city, East Palestine, Ohio. Here is Corinne Jean-Pierre today being asked about this. Listen to her answer. I don't have a at this time. I don't have anything to read out or 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 um, or announce on a, a travel to Ohio. But once again, we've had EPA on the ground. We've had DOT. Uh, Secretary Buttigieg is there today. We've had FEMA. We've had uh, HHS, CDC. I mean, we have had a multi-agency approach to this. That's how important it is uh, to this president to make sure that East Palestine uh, residents get what they need to to uh, to deal with the situation that's currently happening. Thank you. So in other words, it is so important to Joe Biden that he currently has no plans to visit East Palestine, Ohio. That's how important it is. Now, we should be used to, I can't get used to this level of lying, folks. I can't get used to this level of ridiculousness and gaslighting and just the, how with a straight face they put on this clown show. But again, this is the same Corinne Jean-Pierre who's always saying Joe Biden takes classified documents seriously. Or as I showed you in another episode, someone put in the comment section, Joe Biden takes uh, classified documents, period. Seriously, period. He cares so much about this that he's got Secretary Buttigieg out there today, and I covered that in this morning's episode. And report in the wee hours of the morning for a photo op. And it. Make sure that East Palestine uh, residents get what they need to to uh, to deal with the situation that's currently happening. Get what they need. President Trump brought water and cleaning supplies a day before Buttigieg shows up. No one's going to do anything until President Trump said he was going to show up. Freaking clown show. But it doesn't end there. I mean, this is how he, much he loves. 
Joe Biden loves his Americans, his fellow Americans. Absolute travesty. Folks, they can just blame this whole thing on Norfolk Southern and come out clean as a whistle, relatively. It just makes you wonder what's really at play here. Wait till I get to all the news. <laughs> I get to all the news. And this makes this statement even more suspicious and ridiculous. Here's her. Then she's asked why Biden isn't going to uh, uh, East Palestine to offer support directly in person. Okay. Because she just said, you know, all our agencies were there and what have you. President's going to go to Ohio. Agency approach to this. That's how important it is. Uh, a multi-agency approach. That's how important it is to Joe Biden. It's so important that he sends underlings and failed transportation secretaries weeks later to go. To this president to make sure that East Palestine uh, residents get what they need to to uh, to deal with the situation that's currently happening. Thank you. Bring the help is doing it directly. When you're when you're seeing the federal government on the ground providing the assistance that is needed, that is doing it directly. That's doing it. Uh, they're they're doing it on uh, the direction of the president. That multi agency, what we have been able to do over the past couple of weeks, that is because of the direction of the president. These people don't even know the English language. How come Biden isn't directly going to comfort the people? He is going directly by indirectly having other people go directly for him. Wow. Wow. Why does he go in person? He is going in person by having other persons go into there. He is therefore actually going in person. What? I mean, folks, seriously, seriously, someone pinch me. Someone slap the hell out of me and wake me up from this Twilight Zone merry-go-round dumpster fire clown show that we call the Biden administration. I mean, seriously. Then Buttigieg. But they're all in the same talking points, right? They're all in the same talking points. A multi-agency approach. A multi-agency approach. I've been married 26 years, as I've almost as I've mentioned. You know how you keep the romance alive? You go on weekly dates. We have weekly date night. Even we had little kids. We had four little kids at the same time because we had our kids fairly close to each other. And we would still find whether we were broke, whatever, like even if it was like have, have one of my friends, you know, do a I'll watch your kids, you watch my kids kind of thing, and then go and just get a soda. I mean whatever you you have to be together citizens have to see their leader come out you can't do it by proxy you have to do it in person that is what a leader does that is what empathy is that is how you connect 26 years i couldn't just go okay honey i'm just going to give you text messages little notes flowers Little voice messages, but we're never actually going to go out on a date. Wow. How are people going to make babies in the future if they're just going to be using chat, GBT, and texting and everything? It's crazy. It's crazy. They just manipulate words. Hey, if a woman doesn't mean anything anymore, why should directly talking to people, why should the word direct have any meaning in the English language anymore, according to these clowns? You can't even define a woman. You can definitely change the 
definition of directly going in person to see people, to mean other people going weeks later. Okay, so here's Buttigieg. <laughs> Folks, <laughs> oh my gosh, I just got to laugh and have a little bit of levity. I cut my hair again today, otherwise I'd pull it out. So the question asked of Pete Buttigieg is, how come you guys weren't there? How come it took you so long? Here's His answer is so ridiculous. At least he didn't take 30 seconds like Karine Jean-Pierre to give his answer. Pete Buttigieg at least did it in four seconds. Here you go. That's why we've been here from the first hours of the incident as an administration. We've been here from the first hours as an administration. Wow. Yeah. Having someone investigate or do something and say and report back to the president is being there right away. Three weeks later, three weeks later, but he says, oh, no, we've been here since the first hours of the incident. It's only four seconds, folks. Let's hear that again. That's why we've been here from the first hours of the incident as an administration. As an administration. Wow. Okay, folks. Coinky dinks, coincidences. I don't know. I don't know. What I'm playing for you there, folks, is a train barreling through an 18-wheeler in Haverstraw, New York. Yeah, there was this truck that was 18-wheeler, high-centered. On a railroad track crossing, supposedly the driver got away. The train hit it at full speed. Now, I'm looking at the comments, and there's people who are in trucking and trains, and they say, this stuff that happens all the time. Why is this stuff happening all the time? And why are we all, all of a sudden hearing about all these train derailments? What do we have? One in Nebraska. We had another truck uh, get hit by a train and, and cut in half. We have this one. Nothing to see here, folks. Look, this is wrong either way. Either one, we're having all of these train derailments to maybe take our eye off the trail derailment uh, derailment happening in that happened in East Palestine, Ohio, or Pete Buttigieg and the NTSB and the whole transportation thing is absolutely screwy. If this is a normal and we're just now noticing it because we're hypersensitive about East Palestine, then damn it, we need to fix our transportation system if these kind of accidents are normal. And if they're not, then what the hell is really going on? Now, you know, there's some people who are theorists of the conspiratorium, and I'm looking at pictures here because I'm going down this rabbit hole. I don't know much about this. From multiple angles, supposedly from CBS, uh, it turns out that this company CSX says at approximately 9.20 a.m. this morning, a CSX train struck an unoccupied vehicle on the railroad tracks of the new Main Street in Haverstraw, New York. No injuries were reported. Personnel are cooperating with the police who are investigating this incident. Okay, now I'm trying to see here. Um, I don't know if this is true. Someone posted pictures of it. There's no tags or no clear tags or identifying marks of the truck that was hit. I don't know. Maybe I'm just hypersensitive because all of a sudden we have these wacky incidents happy, happening. Folks, I haven't even gotten to the weird news yet. I'm just getting started here. By the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe. Share this link on social media. 
If you're watching this on Spotify, so grateful that you have found our show over there. We are growing at a nice pace. We're hoping to grow even bigger over there. Isn't it great to have a choice of two ways of watching this show? That's why I said watch. You can actually watch the show on Spotify, folks, if you want to. If you're watching it on YouTube and you'd rather watch it on another platform, you can watch Open Source News every single day now on Spotify. Or you can listen to this show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, <laughs> um, all the major podcasting platforms, iHeartRadio, Audible, Amazon Music, Stitcher, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Nothing to see here, folks. Nothing to see here. That's just all normal stuff. All normal stuff. Okay, let me follow up on Kim Gardner over uh, in St. Louis, Missouri. As reported previously, uh, the attorney general filed paperwork to remove her from office because of this young thug criminal that ran over this girl that was sightseeing in St. Louis on Saturday evening because she was there for a volleyball tournament and she's lost both her legs. He should have been out, his ankle bracelet. Uh, he should have been out on bail, his ankle bracelet. Uh, they knew that he was a criminal. They didn't stop him. They they moved his his trial. They, they didn't have an attorney there. It's just a total fool bar situation. By design, folks, by design. She's one of the Georgie Porgy, Zorro sponsored and paid for operatives to bring chaos and crime across America. All by design, folks. This is not a coinkydink or accident. Georgie was one of her largest funders in both of her elections. Folks, things are so bad. Things were so bad over here. Okay, St. Louis is not a red city. We're not talking, you know, a, 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 a red city here. We're not talking like relatively like a Salt Lake City or I can't think of another big city that's uh, that's red at the moment. You know, obviously I'm here in Utah and it's pretty conservative here. We're talking about St. Louis where it's super blue. Okay. It was so intolerable. Two dozen attorneys and more than one third of the trial lawyers in her office left when she took over in 2017 in a democratic dominated place. They couldn't stand her agenda. So anyway, she has uh, she had a press conference today. So what happened was at noon, the Attorney General Andrew Bailey filed a petition to remove Kim Gardner from office, and she refused to resign. She's refused to resign. She held a press conference today. Her supporters were in the audience, and they cheered her. By the way, Kim Gardner is a circuit attorney for uh, for St. Louis. She talks about the successes they have when they have one of the highest homicide rates in the world. In the world, per capita. So she goes and she talks for about three or four minutes. Then she says this. Before I take a few questions, I want to end at the beginning. Our focus is on the recovery of this young woman, Janae Edmondson, and on making sure that the individual actually responsible for what happened to her is held accountable. Yeah, the obviously that's what the, that's what this whole thing's about, Miss Gardner. Is the person should have been held accountable and should not have been freed and out there 
to be able to commit this crime because of the failures of your office. That's exactly what they want. That's what we the people want. And it sucks because it's not going to bring back this young woman's legs. And while I understand that politics will always play a role, my office will return to focusing on the important work that the people of the city of St. Louis elected me. The while we're while we're caught in not doing our job, we're going to ignore all of this very well-founded criticism and go back to not doing our job that the people elected us to do. I'm just giving. My name is James, the Black Sword of Patriot. My job is to break through all the propaganda, the BS, the fluff, the rhetoric, the noise, the word salads to bring you what they really mean, and that's really what she's saying. Let us continue not doing what we're supposed to do. Stop distracting us by asking us to do our jobs. Yay, Kim Gardner, you're so great. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We got to bring race into this. Ms. Gardner is a person of color. We got to bring race into this. It can't be that people were upset because of her actions or inactions and that of her policy and what have you. We've got to bring race into this. Someone, someone, please bring race into this. So we're going, we're going, we're going to. Excuse me. All right, so they try to say, well, she's going to ask some questions. Someone just starts putting out a question because she's done, right? And the gentleman there is trying to stop the question. But when he hears the question, oh, he lets the question go. The question is this. How can you stop the racial raft and ethnic intimidation from these racist people who are harassing you and intimidating you. That is what the person said. Kim Gardner, how can you stop these people who are racist and harassing you and intimidating you by asking you to do your job, which you are not doing? It must be so insufferable to be a leftist who blames everything and sees everything on race. Well, that's funny coming from you, James. Your uh, your show is called Black Sort of Patriot. Yeah, when I started the show in 2015, tell me how, tell me what Black Conservative Patriots were on YouTube back in 2015. I am the OG. Okay, I did it as marketing. BCP sounds pretty good, doesn't it? But if you watch this show, we're about America, baby. We're about the Constitution. We're about America First, MAGA, smart conservative policies with a libertarian uh, lean, pursue your happiness, even if I don't agree, agree with it, but kid, 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 keep kids out of your pursuit of happiness. We don't make things about race here, but the left makes everything about race. It's not even occasionally. It's always got to sneak in here. So that was the question. Here is the answer. Plans you have to stop these racist people from harassing you and intimidating you, and it should come from the federal government. Right? We know we have no friends in justice. Ask the question, bro. We don't need a speech. We're going to take a couple of three questions, and that's it. Hold it. Hold it. We're in this right now. If you're freaking clown show, what a freaking clown show! This whole thing looks so unprofessional. Circuit attorney for the state of Missouri. Absolute clown show in St. Louis. By the way, to all of my brothers and sisters in St. Louis, 
that have to live there and put up with this. I love you. Feel my embrace. Feel my embrace. There's a lot of great people in St. Louis, Missouri, but unfortunately, like everywhere else, they've been infiltrated by Marxist thugs and terrorists. Okay, be cordial and civilized, okay? One question, one person at a time, okay? Go ahead, sister. Well, I think that's a, a very complex question. It's about the people of the city of St. Louis that elected me to do a job. And what we have to do is do our job fairly and justly. There are numerous attacks on our office. There are numerous individuals that have an agenda to make sure that my office does not succeed. That is not an excuse, but at the same time, we know we do not control every part of the system, but what we can control is we're gonna fight very hard for justice in spite of the vitriol, the hate, the racist attacks, the known manipulation of the court procedures. Yeah, the racist attacks. The racist attacks. Let me tell you someone who's under attack. Let me let me let me pull my black card right now. Let me tell you someone who's under attack for being black. Me, this channel, Candace Owens, my friend Will Johnson. Okay. No one on the left is attacked because they're black or Hispanic or alphabet person or rainbow agent. The real animus, the real hate of people of color are those that are off the Democrat plantation. And you don't see me here crying about racism. It must be such a sad, sad existence when all you see is color and your faults and your follies and your shortcomings. You can't take responsibility for them. You just you just blame people as being racist when they legitimately point out your deficiencies. Hmm. All right. Uh, the wackiness continues. Let's go back to Corrine Jean-Pierre. You got to hear this. You have got to hear this. She says the quiet part out loud. Okay. So today, as you all saw just an hour or so ago, President Obama announced that, pardon me, President Biden. Whoa. <laughs> that is news. <clears throat> okay. So today, as you all saw just an hour or so ago, President Obama announced that, pardon me, President President Obama announced that, and then she catches herself. We know that he is a presidential whisperer. He said this in the past. He wants me to sit in a basement and whisper into the president's ear. Being a de facto president, who do you think that Joe Biden's really meeting with and taking directions from on his vacations, which count for like 35 to 40% of his presidency? Spent in his homes where we have no visitor logs and we don't know who's coming and going if not Obama and his agents. Oh, maybe Obama isn't going in person. We can use the left's and this administration's definition of in person, but he definitely has his agents telling Biden what to do. So there you go, folks. There's the admittance. Biden really is, uh, Obama really is the president. His puppet is Biden. Okay, so today, as you all saw just an hour or so ago, President Obama announced that, pardon me, President Biden. Whoa. And then uh, I see some, com some comments here. Oh, of course you made that mistake. President Obama was such a great president. Oh, 
Because what? Because he was half black? I'm half black, half black, half Puerto Rican. But my mom's mostly black Puerto Rican, so I'm mostly black. If I were president, if if a black guy was president and he did all of the things that President Trump did, can you imagine like how woe that would be? It would make the left's head explode to have such a great president that wasn't a leftist, that got stuff done and was black. And you know who would thwart something like that? Not Republicans. Democrats. Crazy. All right, folks, you're not going to be, you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. I'm telling you, wacky, wacky news stories today. We have an update on the Clinton-related mysterious death that I reported on yesterday. Arkansas law enforcement now claims there was a weapon found near near the body of the Clinton aide who was found dead last May that we just not got revealed because they were trying to hide it because they didn't want people to be conspiracy nuts on this. Mark Middleton, Bill Clinton's special advisor from Little Rock, Arkansas, who connected the former president to deceased island owner Jeffrey, died at the age of 59 last May. Okay, they didn't disclose any details. Later, after because of a FOIA request, the case was blown open and we started reporting on it as of yesterday. Radar Online revealed the former advisor was found hanging from a tree with a, sh- a, a shotgun blast to his chest. He was found hanging um, with this blast to his chest and an extension cord wrapped around his neck 30 miles from his Arkansas ranch. Now, the investigation into the so-called suicide was reopened after Middleton was found dead on an 1,100-acre Perryville farm linked to Bill Clinton. Can't make this stuff up, folks. Now, of course, the Middleton family is uh, angry about the unsubstantiated theory spreading online about the death of their loved one. We reported yesterday, it was reported in the news that the Arkansas police ruled Middleton's death a suicide despite no sign of a weapon. But today, miraculously, that story has changed. It's now being reported that a shotgun was found 30 feet near Middleton's body. 30 feet away. Telling you folks, wacky news story day. How the hell do you shoot yourself and hang yourself, but the damn shotgun is 30 feet away, but it's a suicide? I'm at a loss for words, so let me just read you the information. A shotgun was found near the body of Clinton Clinton White House aide who killed himself on a ranch in Arkansas, the local sheriff is now saying. This is the Daily Mail. Papers released earlier by Perry County Sheriff Scott Montgomery said deputies who were called to the ranch in Perryville, an hour west of Little Rock, after an abandoned BMW SUV was found there, specifically said there was no gun in the car. Oh, no, you guys misunderstood us. There was no gun in the car. If he shot himself and hung himself from a tree, what, he shot himself in the car and then went and hung himself? Why would they change the story and say there was no gun in the car? No one would expect a gun to be in the car if the guy had suicide himself outside of a car. 
excuse us for having common sense and asking common questions. I mean, procedural TV shows are pretty popular. People like to watch them and try to figure out the crime before it happens. That's why Agatha Christie is so famous. That's why that one play is still playing in uh, in London after all these uh, years. The uh, the birdcage, whatever. I can't remember what it is. You guys will know. You can put it down below. Because we like mysteries and whodunits and trying to figure stuff out. But no one's thinking, wow, a guy killed himself at a, in a tree with a gun shot, gun uh, with a, with a shotgun blast his chest and hung himself. Maybe the gun is in his car. No one's, no, you think it'd be around the body somewhere if that happened outside. But now they're saying that there was a weapon, a Stoger 12 gauge coach gun was found on the ground 30 feet from Middleton's body. So this is how they think. I shouldn't laugh at this, folks. We're talking about we're talking about the murder of someone. Okay. Now, I know nothing about this person. I'm gonna assume that they are a victim. So I have a hard time assuming that anyone's close to the Clintons is squeaky clean, though. I'm not saying he deserved this. I'm just saying he deserves for the truth about his death to come out. Sergeant Keenan Carter gives a detailed explanation of how he believes Middleton. An aide who signed Jeffrey Island guy into the White House several times during Bill Clinton's presidency. Supposedly, he took great lengths to ensure his suicide bid was successful after writing a text to his wife and saying he found a perfect place for a nap in the sun. So he tied an electrical cord around his neck, then shot himself. So if the blast didn't kill him, the wire would when he fell. Oh, he had he wanted to be doubly sure that his suicide was successful. So he shot himself 30 feet away and then went and hung himself, but he wanted to make sure that he was dead either way. That sounds plausible. He stood on top of the bench and tied one in the extension cord to a large limb of the tree and the other around his neck. It is believed that Mr. Middleton then took the firearm and placed the barrels against his chest then reached out with his left hand and placed his finger on the first trigger. It is then believed that Mr. Middleton pulled the trigger on the firearm, causing discharge and strike him in the chest. And then he fell from the bench, causing the extension cord to become light, cutting off his breathing. And uh, Carter said that the report, the gun landed so far from Middleton's body due to the recoil from the discharge and the height and the angle of the ground. 30 feet away. Now I've got a Mossberg 500. And other firearms. And a couple of them have quite a bit of kick. 30 feet away from the recoil. That's got to be one hell of a kick. Now, I'm not a big gun enthusiast like I'm sure some of you are. Does that sound plausible? Or does that sound like just something else that's wacky? Oh, but folks, it doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. Check this out. We got five deaths of folks related to the train derailment investigation. And you're not going to believe this little dink. Let me just give you the facts. And you're going to go like this on your head. Remember, we're talking about all these train derailments all of a sudden. These mysterious deaths. These Cover-ups of no one from the administration of Joe Biden wanting to be involved in the whole 
train derailment thing. Now we have this. Five environmentalists flying to Ohio die in plane crash, worked for company testing water in East Palestine, Ohio. But it gets stranger still. Let me read you the first, that's the headline. Let me read you the first paragraph. Five environmentalists heading to East Palestine, Ohio to provide environmental support in Bedford, Ohio after a metal plant mysteriously exploded earlier this week died in a plane crash in Little Rock, Arkansas. Arkansas. Little Rock, Arkansas. The same connection of our last story. Now, I don't think the two stories are connected, but there's some sort of connection out in Little Rock and Arkansas. What a great state. That's where my friend Will Johnson is from. By the way, go over to therealbcp.com or Spotify or bcpextras.com. But go over to therealbcp.com, join our community for free, watch episode 196, my podcast, uh, episode 196, of my BCP podcast, BCP Unfiltered, where I interview fellow black Christian conservative, Will Johnson. He's on Lindell's, uh, he's got a show on Lindell TV, on Frank's Speech, on Mike Lindell's platform. He's done work with uh, Charlie Kirk's um, Turning Point USA. He's done reporting uh, for Real America's Voice. And we had a sit down. He's uh, originally from Arkansas. I love you folks in Arkansas. I'm sorry you have to deal with the Clintons and the curse of the Clintons does not subside. It continues. Local news outlets reported a twin engine beach BE-20 crashed in a densely wooded area shortly after taking off from Little Rock's Bill and Hillary Clinton National Airport. We have breaking news tonight of a plane crash in Little Rock, Arkansas. Just minutes ago, we learned the people on board were actually headed here to Northeast Ohio to help clean up the Oakwood Village explosion from Monday. All five people on board worked for an environmental consulting firm. The plane took off from the Clinton National Airport around noon and was headed for John Glenn Columbus International Airport. Right now we are digging into the story. We will have much more on air and online as soon as we learn it. Okay, so a little confusion here because the headline says they had to do with testing water in East Palestine, but then the report says they had to do with the other explosion that happened in Ohio. So let me let me tell you what's going on here. ABC uh, News reported that all five people were employees at Little Rock-based consulting firm CTEH. And per CTEH site, it is an environmental consulting company that empowers extraordinary teams of experts to help companies, governments, and communities prepare for, respond to, and recover from threats to their their environment and people. So these folks worked for CTEH, who is also in charge and hired by Northern Suffolk Southern to test soil and water in East Palestine. So these people were headed to another part of Ohio, but supposedly they worked for the same team of people that were also testing soil and water in East Palestine. Wow. Now, back in 2019, CTEH, uh, Mother Jones did a big expose on them. This is the same company that was hired to monitor air and water air and water quality, and workers' chemical exposure from the BP spill in 2020 and also the oil spill during Hurricane Katrina in 2005. And they are now a private contractor hired by Norfolk Southern to test water, soil, and air quality in East Palestine, Ohio. 
And now they've got five of their people who died mysteriously in a plane crash in Little Ark, Little Rock, Arkansas, on their way to look into the explosion in Ohio. And supposedly they also work for the same team or the same company that's also doing East Palestine. So that's the relationship there. Folks, can't make this stuff up. I'll be back with more news for y'all tomorrow. Have a wonderful afternoon, evening, or morning whenever you're watching this. And now that I've gone through all these news, will you agree that today was a very wacky news day? What say you? Please like, share, subscribe.